Welcome to the Code Locker. The Code Locker. Where the hosts and guests will discuss real aspects of code enforcement from the locker room without bias. We'll talk about inspections, safety, community relations, debrief cases, and much more. This is for entertainment purposes only. The views expressed on this podcast reflect the opinions of the hosts and guests. They do not reflect the opinion of any department or entity. Now, grab a chair and your beverage of choice. Here are your hosts, Justin and Shane. I have to act mature because the host of the Code Locker podcast is not to be mature. I know, this is true. What is going on, Code Locker family? We are not mature. Welcome to the locker room. Welcome to the locker room. A little Sprite today. Just the baby can. Soda's bad oh. for you, though. So I'm like, you I always picked have a water up some bottle. Of my favorite, my favorite uh, soda. I like that vanilla Coke. That's that's my sweet spot. You, that's what you like, huh? That's that's my my crutch yeah. right there. I like a good cream soda. Sometimes you ever have a cream soda? No, I don't think I've even tried that. Oh my god, it's delicious. I'll have to try and it. And it's enough about us, so yeah, enough yeah, about you know cream what? sodas. And, and we're not endorsed by any of these people, so let's forget about them. True. I mean, we did do a shout out last time to Seven uh, Eleven, Mister or Mrs. Seven Eleven. If they still haven't to. heard anything, not yet. No, <laughs> haven't haven't located us yet. What is going on, dude? Jesus. Uh, yeah, it time flies. I was listening to the the episode that just dropped, and uh, it's great, you know, hearing it back. It, I, it kept me laughing, even though I was there. I was like, I know. man, that was a good one. Oh, my God, it was so good. I'm glad <laughs> we had John on. He's a trip. Yeah, he's a funny guy. Yeah, I mean, he but, alluded to a couple of things, but when you, if you ever meet him in person and get him, like, outside of an environment where, you know, you have to be somewhat semi-professional, he is awesome. Well, I can well, tell. I can tell he's kind yeah. of holding back. When we were he's... selling my house and like looking for houses, it was just like such a, he's a funny dude. And he's really big into that emotional part, that connection part. He's, he's really cares good about agent. his clients and stuff and will not take people if he's like, this is just not going to work. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was yeah. a shorter week too, which is nice uh, for Did some of us Monday that work out? Mondays. Yeah. Mon- Monday off. I'm still trying to fix the holiday. The, still do the video for the YouTube channel. So I'm like, I, I <laughs> you were working your second I'll, job. I need to get this thing up. I'm like, this. I'm gonna fall behind because now here we are recording the next episode already. I'm like, okay, I have to like make time to do this. It's a full time job, but I do work with my father in law and stuff and help him out like through the week. So on my three day weekend, it's potentially I could only have one day off. Wow. Um, so it's like not to make excuses, but no, uh, no, no. I, I, I get to sit. I sit here. I'm like, okay, now we're recording the next episode. I didn't even finish the other one. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to get this crap together. It gets busy. Oh my gosh. And the kids and everything else like that, we all talk about. So, one thing we do want to touch on real quick, and me and Justin discussed this beforehand, is uh, in our region of the world, in the United States and in California, Southern California in particular. Um, we have a fairly massive fire going on that is affecting, uh, family members. We know that are having to evacuate friends, schools are being shut down. Um, luckily where I'm at in particular, we haven't really had too much to do with that. I know my kids have had like inclement weather, they call it because of smoke and stuff. Um, but we just want to thank the first responders, 
everybody out there, firefighters, police officers, sheriff's department, you know, the hospitals, everybody, because I know there have been a couple of fatalities with this fire in particular um, when it first started. So just shout out to them. Just, you know, want to say thanks to what they do because it has grown. Um, I believe at today it was close to 30,000 acres and this fire just started Monday evening. So um, that's crazy. Know, shout, out to, shout out to everybody and, you know, thoughts and prayers to the families and everybody has to evacuate and, you know, all those, all those good things or bad things, however you want to look at it. So do you know yeah, anybody that's had to leave Justin? No, I mean, I think we're, you and I are really actually pretty close uh, for our listeners yeah. that, I mean, we could see it. It's raining ash on us this whole week. Mm-hmm. I mean, my backyard is just covered with black and white, just ash. Yeah. Um, but luckily we're not in the fire zone, um, right. but it's a big fire. And I think last I heard it was only about 5% contained. Uh, I think it's still at that. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, a weather it's like disaster nerd for some reason. And I've just followed the Cal fire website and text people. I know that, you know, are in that field and they send me this and they send me links and stuff. So I just geek out about all of it. Yeah. So it's almost 30,000 acres. I think That's it's 5% huge. contained. It's burning essentially in every direction mm-hmm. and it's just very steep terrain. If anybody's been out into this area, it's hasn't burned in probably 30 years. So it's just a nightmare. A lot of fuel. Well, I'm hoping, you know, to add. And we to, have a hurricane coming up. I was going to say to right, add yeah. to the, the chaos, we have a, a, a actual hurricane on the west coast here coming right. up from Mexico. Gee. And the next two days, we're supposed to get you know substantial uh, rainfall. Right, and wind, which is great and for wind. fire. Everybody knows that. So um, hopefully, there's more rain to than put this the wind. Out. I hope. We'll see. I don't know how much rain you need to put out a 30,000 acre fire, but uh, I don't know if that's going to be enough. Yeah. So we have a good mixture of things. You know, it's 86 right now. It's raining. We have a fire relatively close. We have a hurricane tropical storm coming up from Mexico. We are a uh, melting pot of just crap right now. I think it's for sure meets the requirements for 2020 uh, version three. You think so? This is the start of it. I mean, we we've it's just been back to back bad news ever since Kobe died. It's oh my god! I mean, it's, it took Kobe from us, and then this mm. COVID hit. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of these other ones, but I mean, a lot of actors have died. I mean, it's just the last two three years. It's just it's like it doesn't stop. Well, now you we got are hurricanes. F- you are full of positivity, <laughs> positivity, and optimism today, my friend. <laughs> Jesus. I just You're wanted right, though. To it end. does seem like that, right? I just like, wanted to end. You just wanted to end. Well, I don't think Gosh. it ever does, especially when you well, become an adult. You know, it's just, it just it continues to just develop as we go. Yeah, I miss the childhood days. Oh, and man. Looking forward to the retirement days. But we're stuck somewhere in the middle. Um, but with that, some positive news. Uh, I just wanted to update oh, everybody. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff coming up in the next two months. This is like we're entering the conference season nationwide. I mean, this yes. is... This is busy. So uh, next week is the ICC uh, conference in Kentucky. Um, so that's going to be a huge thing. I know a lot of people going out to it. Are you if going you to that? Ha- I'm not. I, I'm only going to be going to the KCO one in October. Okay. But um, I know uh, Scott, who's a great instructor. Uh, ICC invited him out to do a, a class on safety mit- mitigation in the workplace. So he's doing one um, next week. I believe it's uh, on Tuesday. So if you're going to it, definitely check out his class. He's got some pretty cool giveaways that I heard about. 
Um, and then in October, you got the ACE Conference, the American yeah. Association of Code Enforcement in Atlanta, um, I believe the week of the 18th. Um, and so we got a bunch of people going out to that, including yourself. I'll be there. Uh, That's right. It'll be fun. And then I'll the following week in, is yeah, I'll be there in a, yeah, a different manner, you know, for the foundation. But uh, if anybody wants to come up and be like, hey, this, you know, what's going on at the foundation? This is, and, this is your chance hey, to see Shane on the, the East the, Coast. The Code Locker podcast. Hey, yeah, <laughs> right. Like I'm that guy. So uh, I will be there. We'll be signing autographs and taking pictures. So, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. <laughs> That's great. So, and uh, yeah, the, what I think you're alluding to the following week is the California one. And yep. We'll both be at that. That's um, ours. Yeah, we have to still work out some details with the uh, KCO president, but we will be doing an episode from there. We're hoping to do that live. And then the foundation, the Code Enforcement Officer Safety Foundation will also be there as well. Be a busy week. It'll be yeah. fun. It is going to be a busy two weeks. It is crazy. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It'll be good. Yeah, it'll be fun. Get some traveling done. Oh, yeah. So that will be, I don't know, it's going to be busy. Yeah, that's for sure. I'm usually not like I don't travel a lot like that. You know, this is actually like my first trip, like kind of business related. That's not a interview. <laughs> you know, I've definitely traveled for like interviews in Northern California, wow, places nice. like that. But I've never kind of like, oh, hey, the, uh, we want to send you out to this place to help like represent and spread the wealth and growth of this, you know, uh, foundation or business or company or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of weird. This is what adult business people do. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm like, this is interesting. Traveling the country. Yeah, that, when I went to the Florida one in June, that was my kind of first, um, you know, outside of us in California and Casey, that yep, was my, yep. my first kind of go to another state and represent type of thing. So I know. It, it was it was fun. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'm pumped. So it'll be good. Yeah, a lot of good people out there. So speaking of good people out there, we talk about – our sponsor breaking the chain consulting people are like oh my god here we go again beating a dead horse i don't care he's our sponsor he loves Great what we do too. we love what he does he's very supportive of code enforcement and the code locker podcast in this industry and field and if you don't like it i mean once again you just plenty of other podcasts to listen to <laughs> um so it, we have a little update uh his book the rha framework for leadership in life is now available in audio format. You know, you drive in your commute, whatever it is, audiobooks. You don't like to read like me. I hate reading, which is weird because like oh, our job entails reading. I don't, I don't know. It's weird. But uh, his book is also available. It's through Audible. And Justin, correct me here if I'm wrong with anything. Amazon and Apple, I believe. This is correct. Correct. So uh, Jim Mule's book, The Arch: A Framework for Leadership and Life, is available on Audible, Amazon, and Apple. And uh, there's another part of this, which is great. If you do like to read and you're a relic and don't like audiobooks, um, his hard copy version of the book is now $14.99 down from $19.99 to celebrate the two-year anniversary of this book. So I actually read the book before it was on audio. Once again, like I, I muscled through it because my a horrible reader. Um, you know, maybe I should give myself a little more credit. I can read just fine. I'm just joking. But uh, it is a good book, and I actually am curious. I actually might buy it and download it on the audio version so I can listen to it. Have you done that yet? I'd be curious. No, I haven't, but I'm definitely interested because I, I read his book before we even started this podcast and, and got him. So I, I've been in his classes. I know what his potential yep. is. So I got the book, 
It was a great book, easy read, straightforward, yeah. but it had great content. So it's actually on my bookshelf at, at, at the office, and I, I recommend it to anybody. Um, but uh, here now it's on uh, an audio format. Uh, I know one of our, our uh, number one listeners that we have reached out and mentioned Aaron. that. <laughs> We're not naming names, but... Um, oh, of course yeah. we are. <laughs> hey, Aaron. Um, <laughs> he mentioned that he did, he did quickly download that because he also read the book, but yep. uh, he got the audio uh, and enjoyed it too, so... I mean, and it can't be. And it is, it is, my understanding is Jim reading it. It's yeah, not like some himself, paid actor yeah. or anything. He went with to Nashville. He's a Nashville, you know, recording artist now, so everybody can get his <laughs> autograph. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he re he read the book and recorded it. So I'd like to, you know, yeah, I'm going cool. to download that. So I have yeah, that in the library as well. So once again, I think he's going to be uh, out and about at our California conference. And I think he's going to be. He's got several classes at, at yeah, our conference. At our conference, and then he's also speaking at the Virginia one, correct? Correct. Uh, so the zoning, yeah, a couple weeks. I, yeah, this week maybe or something next week. Yeah. Um. So make sure you tell him we said hello and on get the his East autograph Coast. on the East Coast. Get his autograph or download his audiobook. Purchase his hard copy if you like to be a dinosaur and want to read it. So once again. Uh, thank you, Breaking the Chain Consulting. Thank you, Jim Yule. And uh, make sure you guys pick up that book, The Arch of Framework for Leadership and Life. Boom. Look at that. Look at us. Oh, it's great. Oh, my gosh. We're like... You uh, words do. Oh, my gosh. We're, we're just, you know, we got good sponsors. We're doing these, like, live reads now. Like, come on. Like, what are we doing here? You know? And we're going to get Jim back on here because he, we had some great episodes with him. But, you know, this whole podcast, we talk about so many different things. We've had great guests on oh, here. Man. But he is like the go-to guy for leadership, team yep. building. Yep. Um, so we definitely want to tap into his knowledge a little bit more. Yeah. So we will definitely get him back on. He's a little busy, but. We'll, oh, we'll busy guy. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of traveling all over, that's, I feel like, all he does. So. Yeah. He just was texting us the other day that, uh, I think it was yesterday, that. He uh he was our, he was doing a class for another big city here in SoCal, a really yeah. nice city. Uh, yeah. But he was teaching their their staff about uh, his his uh, content, and so yeah. uh, Which that is guy's all over. And the more people that we can have take his courses or think you know more outside the box than what we typically do, um, then it's I think beneficial. The we're going to be good for everybody across the board. So, with that being said. Last week's episode, dude, how good! Dude, I had a lot gone. of laughs. We talked that, about it for a second, but was, oh my god, that, that guy was, a, was ridiculous. John's such a cool dude, and he brought up some good points. I'm I'm glad we, he was able to come on. You know, it's not I would say directly related to code enforcement or the code locker, but it is because we're going to come across these properties that have been sold, have had some for um, Justin. You brought up flippers at one point. Um, and it's just good to build these relationships within these communities because we work with these community members, whether they're citizens or in different professions, realtors, contractors, plumbers, whatever. We need to have these relationships with people. So I'm glad he was like pretty insightful on trends we're seeing here in particular and kind of what happens. And, I, and I'm happy that he was able to ask a couple of questions. He asked some pretty good questions. Very much. I, I thought it was uh, an episode that was really on point because we, I mean, in my honest opinion, every city I've worked at, we interact with so many realtors, uh, buying, selling, escrow. I've had realtors that do public records requests on us. They yeah. want to know every open case that we have so they know what's out there. 
Yeah. Um, and so it was just a cool episode to talk to somebody like him that's so big in this region to hear what some of the properties he's seeing, what questions he gets. I mean, he had some good questions where he just wanted to know, like, how can we help out uh, yeah. on our side? So, I mean, I thought it was just a phenomenal episode. And then you mix in his, his personality. Uh, I thought his marketing, you know, bold guy, red tie. I mean, just. Yeah. Uh, he does have like awesome. thousands of YouTube videos up and he's like he has been the guest speaker at like um, realtor conferences and stuff like that. And oh, he tells his story and he is ridiculous. He's super <laughs> funny. He gets the crowd going. Yeah. But um, I think we talked about it, didn't it? Like he was a side hustle at, you know, working as a yeah. casino host at Pachanga. He wanted to clarify that it was Mona V that he wasn't doing anything. Like <laughs> right. <that. laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, you're making me look bad here, Shane. I didn't um, question it at all. I didn't either. I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> But, uh, I mean, the magazine and his book that he did right when he was super young, it's a really interesting story. So, um, you know, I like that he did ask a couple of questions like, yeah. you know, the, it, the First Amendment one came up, which is big. Mm -hmm. um, like we talked about is a lot of our training and stuff is around that one and the fourth. And, uh, yeah, it was good. So hopefully he can kind of spread that, you know, knowledge and wealth to other people. And maybe, I don't well, I'll ask you this, Justin. Do you think in our profession, realtors sometimes get a bad rap, more bad than good? From 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 us? From giving a, them a bad I'll, rap? I'll, I'll just blanket, yeah, code enforcement, not just you and me, but like in general, places you've worked, people you've talked to, your experiences. Um, I kind think of, the, I don't want to say bad, but maybe just, I don't know, shady. A rap. <laughs> shady. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, you know, not maybe the most forthcoming when stuff when you're trying to work with them. I don't know. What do you think? I mean, for me, I would say agents themselves, personally, not so much, but developers, flippers, uh, some of their clients, maybe. Um, in some cases, you have developers that are kind of agents themselves. So they they're just bad apples. But even just besides talking about the properties, um, yeah. I know there's a lot of code officers that just don't like them because of all the sign issues uh with you know spamming that, a thousand hey, real estate true. signs true um john don't I, do that. I get it <laughs> yeah i don't know i i feel like i would agree with that because i think in general but nothing against anybody or i've never come across a realtor in particular that mm -hmm. was like oh my gosh i can't stand this guy or right. gal i like they're just a turd um but no i think it's it's some of those investment type of properties they're trying to get in quick make a buck they go around the system of obtaining permits or inquiring you know through the planning department on mm -hmm. what they can and can't do and then obviously it falls into our lap and then you get stuck with this brand new homeowner who purchased a house for eight hundred thousand dollars and they have an unpermitted uh, block wall and potentially pool i've seen that before unpermitted pools second <laughs> <Stuff> unit <like> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> right <laughs> and now they're you know kind of uh, sol so to speak which sucks. Tough, That's yeah. why, you know, I'm glad he was able to ask those questions and we do come across these properties and deal with realtors. So what was the other one he asked us if we were armed? That, that was the third one. This, I think the second one he asked, he was asking kind of about, uh, like, does it cost anything for him or clients to go to the city Correct. to get re um, documents like or resources? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so that was a great question. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, then he followed up was just, he was curious. And I, I thought that was a great perspective. You got some guy that sells a lot of homes and really mm -hmm. see the good, the bad, the ugly with these people. See everything. And, 
and he knows what the kind of people we deal with. And yeah. he gave that story about that nuthead with uh, the graffiti on the, yeah, the, on tarps. the tarp. Yep. Yep. And it's like, and so he's like, you guys aren't armed. You guys don't have any protection. And, and right. it's true. I mean, obviously our goal is always compliance and working with people and community engagement. Totally. That's number one, but we can't ignore the fact that we deal with a part of that population. Yeah. That's just a it's little a nutty. There. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so that's what I, we do. I, I liked his uh, perspective. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good for him to kind of think like outwardly about like yeah. what we do, not necessarily like what benefits him. I'm glad he asked a question. I was like, Hey, you guys like are you armed? Right. You know, he's like shocked. Like, you know, and he's, and you know, even him saying that he came across his property and the sheriff's department knows about it mm -hmm. and is like, Hey, we can't really do anything. Once again, the first amendment stuff, but it's as you, as people can see and tell through this podcast or have dealt with code enforcement or in this profession, not everything is so cut and dry. There's a lot of gray area that a lot of, you know, angles we have to work. A lot of things we have to do just because the sheriff's department doesn't want to do thing or a police agency or can't do anything. Doesn't mean that we cannot or mm -hmm. go a different way about it. So I don't know. It was good. I had, I had a great time talking to him. It was awesome. Oh yeah. I think that was spot on good relationship. You know, we've interviewed different people, whether it's professionals like us yeah. in this industry, leaders, but to, to bring somebody like him in that interacts with code from the different angle, I thought that was just a great episode. Yeah. So, and now we're, you know, on to episode 25, which I think oh is a gosh. big milestone. So what is that like? I think we've missed a week here and there, which is fine. Yeah. Not but too like, much. I mean, 25 episodes in already. Yeah. That's a quarter. Of a hundred, right? It's a Is quarter. Right? Math, right? Quarter of a hundred. Yeah. One fourth. Man, we're one twenty-five percent. Yeah. Let me get that one fourth burger you got up there on that menu. Seen a quarter. Get a one fourth cake. Yeah. Celebratory. Go to cake. McDaniel's. Hey, let me get that quarter, uh, McDonald's quarter pounder. No, no. Let me get that one fourth burger. <laughs> one fourth. Burger. Let me get that. One. Let me get that point two five burger you got there. Um, I was thinking about the guests we've had, and I was like going through my head. I was like, oh yeah, we we did have Aaron on. We had James on from. Um, uh, environmental from the solid waste side of things from right. trash and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, we've had, you know, assistant city managers. We've had a lot of different people, presidents of, you know, um, KCO and yeah, like directors, department heads. Yeah. It's been, uh, it's been pretty cool. So I, I hope we continue to go forth and conquer with having these different people on because it, it I hope we've painted a good picture and have tried to tie it in code to all these people. Like maybe not though. Right. Like, I guess that's a, well, I think it's also the fact that we're coming from the, you know, the, our whole focus is the locker room, which is Correct. we're laughing, we're, we're shedding light on the good, the bad, the ugly, and we're just, you know, giving tips, yeah. ideas. Uh, I, I thought it's been really rewarding and pretty cool to hear some feedback over the weeks that whether from different episodes, something that we said or guests mm -hmm. said, and to hear people tell us, oh, I tried this or I did this at my agency. Uh, that's awesome. And that's what we yeah, hope to do is that's just what share, we want. That's exactly your yes. info. Yep. Hey. So it's good. You said it very well. That's exactly what we want. This is just a learning thing. It's a place for everybody to come listen and just kind of like, you know, and talk to us too. It's a safe Use space. It through, it's a safe space. Circle In this of trust. Locker room. Right. What is that movie? Circle of trust. What is that? <laughs> Old school. The circle of trust. Right. And he starts Let's describing. Go streaky. Yeah, starts describing what's you're, going on in a circle. And my boy up, blue. Wife kicks him out and ends up sleeping on his buddy's couch because he, you know, thought they were in the circle of trust. 
So if somebody tells you that, don't, that's not always the case. So, you know, if, some, if someone ever again. came up to me and was like, Hey, you're in the circle of trust. I'm be like, you know what? I've seen this before. I don't, I'm, I'll be okay. I'm going to be a little more reserved. I'm not, maybe dive everything. You keep your circle. Keep Yes. I'm my own circle of trust and I choose to let people in. <laughs> <laughs> so cool 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 so i i don't know if you've uh you know we've discussed this or what have you thought about like case management i think that's you a know, big topic for and, what we deal with and and we'll we'll digest everything and dissect it all and but i mean what what comes to you right off the bat if someone were to say case management and i say that because you see it on um interview panels you see it on job descriptions. You see, like almost everything I've ever seen that has to do with code enforcement or something like that. It always talks about documentation, case management, or yep. something along those lines. I mean, what do you think about that? Like right off the bat. I mean, just like you said, I think you, you talk very broadly. It's everything from how you do inspections to documentation to the actual case management. I mean, if you just do the word itself, you're talking your software programs, your mm -hmm. paper files. So, I mean, it's very broad. Um, I think, you know, for me, I would hone it more into just describing the strategies to manage your cases because okay. really we're, we're case managers. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, we're kind of looked at our proficiency on, are we able to open and close cases in an efficient way? And if you can't do it the right way, you could have software programs, you could have all the bells and whistles, but I think case management comes down to is how, how do you manage your cases um, as a person? And like you said, it could be on interview panels. It could be a part of all kinds of things, your eval. Um, but yeah, definitely. I think dissecting, looking at what is good case management, how, how yeah. what kind of things can help you with case management? Cause if you can't manage that, then I mean, it's gonna be a tough career. It's kind of what we do. I know. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think it, there's different levels to it because earlier you talked about, you know, the good, the bad and ugly. And that's what we do here. We've worked at places or been places or currently you're at places potentially where maybe your, your system or your process that's in place as far as documentation in your case management, maybe it's not the best or maybe it's really good. Um, I think it really depends on, um, you brought up, what was it earlier? Technology is like yep, one technology. of the things you said, right? Like software. And we talked about this with a couple of guests before. I mean, that's a big part of it. Not to keep harping on that type of stuff, but um, I mean, your program, whatever you have software wise, I mean, we're in what, 2022. Okay. We should all have some amount of, you know, reasonably good software, potentially. Like I said, not everyone. God, you, hope yeah, so. I don't know. you would hope. Um, or in the process of doing it or tweaking it or updating it, whatever. But I mean, really it kind of starts and ends there. Otherwise you're still doing this whole paperwork trail. You still got files, you got like accordion folders, you still mm -hmm. got all this stuff. So I, I mean, just to hit on that one little thing, I mean, software is big. Software will let you do a lot of different things. I mean, what do you, I mean, I don't know. There, well, there's some that are, I think, better than others. I've, the last few things yeah. I've worked at, I've, I've used uh, one of the common ones, track it. Um, I keep it's, hearing it's, about that. I yeah, it's, never it's hard. use that. It's hard to learn, I think, at first. Um, it's got a gr lot of great potential, but because it's been bought and sold so many times, um, it's just been a little chaotic over the years trying to oh, get really? to the, yeah, the full potential. But I've heard good things about the agencies. I know when Johnny was on, he brought up a few, you know, what he did at his agency. But 
there's a few that are specific to code and mm -hmm. which is good because they know what we need. And so, you know, the Comcates, the GoGovs, um, there's a few yeah, of those I out used there. To, yeah, GoGov I used to hear about a lot too. Or and I've heard Go good things Enforce. about yeah, GoGov. Do you yep. remember, have you ever heard that? I don't even yep. know if that's a thing anymore, is it? Go Enforce? I haven't it's heard a funny it recently. Name it's like, go, go and forth. Yeah, get and, out there and, and go, enforce. Go and force. You know, it's like a, a commandment. <laughs> but uh, we're in the process of getting Tyler. I think it's Tyler Technologies. Um, and it's supposed to be very, like, encompassing. It's supposed to be building and planning, but you can tailor yep. it to code. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you mentioned Comkate. They had us, you know, shout out to them because they've been just on, on their uh, blog. So that was uh, that was pretty cool. Top podcast. Um, I haven't used them. Yeah, they've mentioned us as the top podcast on their blog. Maybe it's just because ours starts with a C and they went in alphabetical order. I, have no I don't. Idea. I don't think so. <laughs> I would choose not to think so either. We'll just go ahead with that. Um, Looking for sponsors. Yeah. So they. I mean, there's different things out there, but. I don't know. I just uh, let me dive into the definition of case management real quick before we get too off topic. Very okay, studious. We start yeah. like diving into it. Well, I pulled it up right now. You can probably hear the keyboard clicks. That's how I do things here. Um, <laughs> let's see. Definition of case management according to the old Google machine. The practice of case management is a professional and collaborative process that assesses, plans, implements, coordinates, monitors, and evaluates the options and services required to meet an individual's needs. Boom. <laughs> uh, it's a lot. It's a big word I mean, pie right there. I know you like that. Professional and collaborative process. I like to I just know about, say it's the definition is managing cases. Well, your definition is wrong. So <laughs> according to this. You t hey, tell me how you really feel. <laughs> yeah, that is not right. No, I don't know. I guess this is one way of, uh, I mean, think about it. Assesses, plans coordinates, monitors. We kind of do all those things. It may seem like a very small pie on your case, you know, like you're just a little sliver of this big, big organization, but that's what we do. Evaluate options, meet the services, you know, required for a certain case. I mean, it, yes, it's a mouthful and I'm, I'm joking. Like your, your definition is just as good. <laughs> it sums it up just as well as mine, but um, it does. It encompasses all that. I mean, if you think about every case that you have or what you do, I mean, think about all the little steps that all has to do with your case management, prioritizing documentation, all that mm -hmm. stuff. Well, and, and to your point about technology, technology is not essentially case management, but it makes it more efficient potentially. Correct. And you don't have to have it. It's just, you don't No. And I know I actually was talking to a friend of mine uh, a week or two back. Um, and he, his agency is a pretty large one here in Southern California. And from my understanding, has a pretty good budget. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And they still use Word Doc and Excel to manage every one of their cases. And he says he averages about 50, 60 cases at a time. And they don't have any tech whatsoever. And this is a pretty large and I feel wealthy agency. Um, okay. And they have, I would say, upwards of three dozen um, employees for code. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, it's, and, it's but, crazy. Yeah, I don't. Uh, we've talked about this with I think Johnny. Yeah, we did. We touched it, on is it. it. Is it a tech problem or is it you don't have the right people problem? You know, because what are the two things? It's like 
hey, we need more people to do our job. It's like, mm -hmm. well, do you or do you need the tech to help you be more efficient? So that's interesting. We're docs and all that stuff. I mean, it still gets the job done, though. It does. It's just not you know, efficient. It's just not right. Like if they had maybe a um, different program in place, you know, say they're handling, I don't know, X amount of cases a day, maybe you can double it. Maybe those cases are closed faster because your process is more efficient. Maybe you don't double your cases, but it's, it's cleaner on the documentation side, which is a win. It is. And that's what I think what Johnny mentioned was he said he, he averaged or estimated that uh, by implementing the new tech, he, he picked up at least one full-time code officer, even right. though the stats showed that each code officer almost tripled their productivity. Right. Um, he said just by adding that software program and not staff, it was like he added a full-time employee yeah. um, because the amount of cases that were being uh, produced out and closed. Right. So you're able to track them clearly. You're able to, you know, pull stats from it. Yeah, stats, everything. It's definitely the funding in the future and budget and all that other stuff. I mean, you know, Justin, just as well as anybody, all that stuff relates. It's all tied in. So the stats are important. And I think yeah. for me, talk about, like case management, you know, I try to tell new code officers um, and I've trained quite a few at different agencies, but really you can, they can, during training, drive around the city, show you the the streets, the hot spots, mm -hmm. what you need to look for. But at the end of the day, uh, once they train you on what type of software you're using at that city, it's up to you to come in every day and manage, okay, this is the amount of cases on my plate. Uh, they have deadlines. Each of them have their own unique deadline, 14 days or 30 days or whatever. Yeah. But your case management, your effectiveness is how well do you keep that uh, on schedule? Because yeah. a code officer that lets all their cases go out six months past their due date, and then you got residents still complaining, say, hey, I keep calling, mm -hmm. nothing's being done. It creates more tension, more issues for the agency. So yeah. good case management is important. And it's your time management. I've heard people use Outlook Calendar. Um, they keep going. I love notepad. Outlook Calendar. <laughs> yeah, just anything to document what, what you have ahead of you. Um, yeah. Some software programs, as we talk about efficiency, are good because it'll actually, like, every day you come into work, you can pretty much run a report and it tells you, like, okay, these five cases are due for reinspection mm -hmm. today. And then yeah. that's your hit list for the day. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I Whoa, think dude, hit list. No, Man, <laughs> for, of, for a lack of uh, better terms. Oh uh, yeah, we there's <laughs> the hit list. Side note: Someone would be like, "Oh man, we're gonna go hit that property." And so I forgot someone from planning that looked at us like, "Oh my gosh, like you're gonna oh, okay." <laughs> so, so violent context here, right? Yeah, geez, like no, we're not gonna hit this property <laughs> like that. Like stop it. Um, um but I know um, I like that part of the software that does that you know if yeah. you don't like using outlook some people just really unplug they don't want and they don't want to know what cases they have coming up tomorrow unless it's obviously like an in-depth case if it's like your more routine nuisances i hate using routine but like your more common stuff mm -hmm. um yeah you, there's programs out there you come into work you clock in you grab your coffee you know you smoke and joke with everybody for a little bit do your little morning routine you pull up your cases and it will literally tell you what cases you have for the day and that there's a compliance date. NOP, weeds, landscape, whatever. It's got your case notes in it. You're like, okay, these are the ones I have to check on today. So I know a program we had at the agency, City View, you could do that. Mm. Like you could print out all your stuff. 
And I think you could actually import it or export it to your calendar as well. You know, you can have your monthly one, your week one, whatever. And it nice. was pretty cool. Yeah. So it was, that program wasn't bad. You know, not, they're not sponsor us or anything, but like I've used that one before. They were, it was pretty good. I thought so, you know, even looking back now, it's like, okay, that one was not bad. But I think, you know, we talk tech relates to efficiency. Um, but as we mentioned, the old school, uh, word files and, and they work according to folders, well. it works. It's just, how do you keep track of that? And for me, you know, I've seen code officers struggle with that. They, they, yep. whether you have tech or not, you can have a great Tyler track it, whatever in front of you, but it still takes the code officer to come in, run that report and say, okay, today I gotta get these done. Um, yeah. and if you can't manage that day, um, that's where it gets really tough and you get bogged down. And I know county agencies, uh, shout out to our, our county friends, uh, they get really bogged down. I mean, it's so oh, busy. Yeah. You're hundreds of cases deep and you're just trying to stay afloat. And so yeah. I get that. That totally is. I feel like really, a lot of, yeah, a lot of places tough. are like that though. I mean, you're going to have cases that take way longer than you thought. You're going to have cases you're behind on. And listen, you know, as well as I do, Justin, if anybody disagrees with that, I think they're just kidding themselves. We've all had cases that we've pushed off too long or that are too far behind or you work at a large agency and you don't have the tech to help you or whatever. Yeah, some agencies, maybe you're hundreds of cases behind because it's just the area you cover. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's just it's one of those things. You're always going to have these cases that um, lasted longer than they should have for whatever reason. You know, people requested an extension. You went on vacation, whatever. You're always playing this game of how do I prioritize what I need to get done? And a part of that is the case management and documentation part. It's up to you to get those cases done. You knew what you have to do, take ownership of your area and you, you know it better than anybody. You address it how you see fit as mm -hmm. long as it's working. That's, that's what I like about agencies that do that. They kind of entrust their people. Hey, we have a process, but you work it how you need to like this. This is you, this is your baby. What would you what would you estimate on 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 average is your typical caseload like open at one time assigned to your name? What would your professional mm. average be? Any cases like ranging yeah, from like red tags all the way down to like the most trash cans and weeds. Oh, man, I don't know because we we use the accordion system, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think Let's of like put you how on the spot. Yeah, I'm trying to think about how full my accordion is right now. Um, I don't know, man. I just over a hundred, hundreds, okay. over a hundred busy guy, you know, but like, but once again, I mean, maybe less than that because they're ranging from, you know, I just issued them, you know, a door hanger, you know, I'm at like the very first level. You know what I mean? Some places wouldn't say that's a case, you know, there's no case number assigned to that. Some places that's, you know, that's nothing yet. You know what I mean? But for us. Like that goes into my accordion. That's like, I have a, a piece of paper at that property. Well, so, I think that to me, that would count. I mean, anything that you took action on and that you saw right. a violation, I mean, that's your load. Um, yeah. And I but think like, that that's heavy. Uh, yeah. A hundred. Cause I would yeah, say I would, I a lot know, of the ranges, smaller seas I've worked at on a good day. Um, I think if you're under, in my professional opinion, if you're under 40, 50 cases at any one point in time, it's very manageable. And if you can't yeah. stay on top of your deadlines and keep cases moving along, 
with only 40 cases in your in your jacket um i think that's some difficulty but yeah when you got 100 200 and i've talked to some people from counties yeah, that it, they could it ain't be up that high i'll tell you that 500 plus um that. i mean you're, you're lucky to do a follow-up every three to six months um yeah. even for small weeds i mean it's, it's yeah. crazy but yeah. um that's what my team we're working on is uh, right now they're averaging about 100 uh, an officer but our goal is to almost 50 percent of that so uh they actually have done a great job just the last nine four weeks okay uh, cool. they they each closed i think over 40 or 50 cases a pop so nice um we're just really trying to clean house and and slim that down because yeah smaller caseload better on the code officer because you have less to worry about so true and you we're can work on that. yeah we've talked about this before i now i feel like my number is like too high I feel like it's it's not that high. Um geez. Yeah, anyways. But um that's I like that because now we've talked about this before, getting outside of your regular cases. Now you can work on projects. Yep. You can focus on problem areas. You can, you know, come up with these plans, these presentations, or do what you need to do. Go to your supervision and be like, hey, I really have this problem here. This is kind of how I want to address it. It's that fun part of code enforcement, you know, not the, you know, I, meeting people is fun too. Don't get me wrong. But like, I feel like for me personally, I enjoy the project part. Once again, mm -hmm. it's the, Hey, I have an opportunity now to think outside the box. I've been given the liberty to work this, how I want. This is what I think we need to have happen in this community, in this neighborhood. And then hopefully the powers that be, we can make that work. Yeah. So that's it, nice that you're getting that caseload down. So it helps. Um, and that I think it's important that if you can manage cases that effectively, so it's reduced, like you said, being able to work on projects that help the community and that yeah. might also help in the long run, keep those cases down. I mean, if you're doing yes. a lot of outreach and stuff, now you're actually doubling down on how efficient you are. You're, you're, you're getting less complaints because yeah. you spent more time proactively working with your community. So you just kind of some, sometimes your team, it's not one person, the whole team has to commit to, okay, let's get this down so it's efficient load, and then let's go proactive, let's do some projects, let's let's clean things up, and then long-term, we have less yep. stuff to worry about. Yeah, and it also just depends on kind of like how, on how big your agency is. I was just recalling back to an agency I worked at. You know, we had a rental inspection team. Mm -hmm. So you could work these problem buildings with management and stuff like that if you had an opportunity, but your caseload was a lot higher because you're going into individual units, you're doing an inspection for each individual unit. Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we had apartment complexes where we, you know, it's been a week and a half, you know, every day hitting these hitting, here we go hitting again, um, <laughs> going to these, going to these units. And then you had a piece of paper and inspection for each one, you know, granted you got really good at it. Hey, smoke detectors, you know, water heater, you know, you start getting in this flow, but like, that's a lot of cases, you know, you come back and, process all your paperwork you're like oh my god i'm gonna have a hundred rechecks in five weeks or whatever time frame you gave them exactly and that's so, uh, that's reminds me it, of it just a, depends a way on that your city too a way that i manage caseloads like that when i had you know 60 or so cases deep that some days what i would do is i would put my list together my hit list for the day and i would come in and just knock out you know a couple dozen cases i'll drive by properties mm -hmm. do inspections and I'll be out in the field almost the entire day, come back and go home. And then the yep. next day, I'm just catching up on all the letters and paperwork uh, yes. for that. 
And that's how I did it. And it worked for me. It was efficient. Or And I've talked to code officers that have done that. They, they'll they have like, uh, I think there was a code officer up north, or like very northern part of California that he's like one code officer for like the whole county. And Sweet. He, Shout he out to said, that guy. I know. <laughs> that would be busy. But he yeah. said something where it's like Whoever you they are. set days like that where Monday, Wednesday is just pure office days. Like and office Tuesday, days. Okay. Thursday. They're driving to all parts of the county to try to catch up on yes. stuff. I've heard of places so, doing that. Yeah, split it uh, up. Yeah. Where I worked before, we didn't really do that. Like you just processed your paperwork that day, mm-hmm. like on how it worked. Um, my current agency, that's how like we get we're out. We get all of our stuff. You get collect all your paper for the day. And then that following morning, you process all your stuff. And then mm-hmm. th- it just keeps doing that. So this is actually a little bit for me to get used to. I wasn't like used to that to like have that process but um yeah i don't know everywhere is different i've definitely heard of people going like hey these days are dedicated office days because look how much we have to do like right. we don't have a choice um but i guess like i don't know it's so agency dependent and like your process like we're saying as long as really you have depends. a structure you know uh to yeah. do it because again this this stuff case management i mean if, if you can't figure out what works for you whether it's one day in one day out or you do everything same day I mean, if you can't figure out how to do that, um, even if you're still the old, you know, Stone Age paper old files, uh, I mean, just if you can't do that, then you're you're going to really fail in that position. Um, you know, especially if management looks at that or the city council questions it. Yeah. I mean, it, you have to figure out some type of routine. That's what I, you know, talk to the code officers I work with. It's we all do case management differently, but it's like at the end of the day, as long as we're doing our job and we're meeting deadlines, then that's what's important. Um, you just have to find that sweet spot. That was going to be my other part of this and my other question to you. So, um, you know, what if you have a leadership style or some, you have a, a leader or manager or whoever, and they're not really recognizing that you need help or that that process isn't working because some agencies I've heard of, I haven't worked at one of these agencies before, but they're very cookie cutter. Like, you know, you like, Hey, you have to work this case like this. You know, you have a manager or supervisor, whatever's like, Hey, this is how we do it. Like they want you to follow exactly. We want you to work it like this. And, you know, you talk just talking with your team, sounds like your team and, you know, people you've worked with have a lot of flexibility and freedom. Yes. The process is the same. Once again, but we're, you know, you, you're giving the latitude to work it how you need to, which is, mm-hmm. I think, needs to have happen. We want individuals to manage their areas, build these reports with their people, and that's what needs to done be done. But once again, I know there's agencies that aren't like that. Like, what would you say to that person that maybe is maybe not as efficient as they want? We'll just say management is not, they that process doesn't work for this individual or it's, like archaic or they just don't want to adhere to their people. Like what would you say to those officers? Cause I know they're out there that are frustrated with how things are being done and it's not working for them, but there, there's no end in sight or anything, no light at the end of the tunnel. What would you say to them? It, it, it reminds me of the, that conversation I had last week with the old coworker that brought up that big agency here in SoCal. I mean, the fact that they have money, they have a huge staff, mm-hmm. but I mean, he, he's okay with it. I mean, he just was shocked to see that something of that nature is still working, you know, word documents and paper <laughs> files. 
And I said, well, how come they haven't looked at some, you know, Comkit or GoGov or one of these places? And right. um, he said, well, it's just because the the director and um, manager and everything, they've been there for decades. And that's the way that they've always done it. And oh you God, hear that I a lot. I hate that. You hear oh that. And they're like, oh, it's all we've always done it this way. Well, at what point? No do, one cares. Do we, do we ride horseback? Yeah. Every day. That's the way we've yeah. always done it. No, we let me we, get my buggy. We yeah, go to we've cars. We've always done it this way. Like, come on. I just, God, so, the, and that, and that's the struggle insane. is that uh, I would tell a code officer that's looking at that. You have to look at it from a lot of different angles. I mean, I, I commend people that have ideas and I always encourage like the people I work with on, on our team is if you feel like we could do something better or you have an idea like, Hey, let's, let's fix this. Then let's talk about it. Okay. Um, we just have to look at, does it, will it work? What's the cost? And, and you know, how is it going to be implemented? But if you have leadership that is like, Oh, this is how we've always done it. And they're not even willing to listen to you and say, Hey, if we go like Johnny did, where Johnny said, Hey, we, st- I, st- I came in, I started a new software program. Mm-hmm. We got these printers in the cars like he's thinking ahead. He's thinking, okay, let's, let's be progressive. Let's what's most efficient. Right. But then you have these people out there right now that think, Oh, this is how we've always done it for 30 years. So <laughs> it works. No, it doesn't. Oh, well, it might work, but it's just not right. efficient. It's not efficient. Right. So I would say, you know, there's two things to look at it. Is it the whole division that's suffering from that? Or is it just you? And if it's just you and you're just, you feel like you're not getting through the caseload or you're just sluggish, yeah, I would recommend looking at finding solutions and tips that will help you talk yes. to other code officers, figure out what works. Is it go out one day, come in another day, or is it go 50, yeah. 50, um, outlook calendar, notepads, mm. whatever it is, use your peers as a resource. And that, and they are very helpful. Yeah. Um, but if it's the whole division and all of you are like, man, this is archaic. Right. Um, like this sucks. This like, sucks. You know, you find yourself in the break room the whole time, all complaining and, bitching about the same thing it's like there's probably something there right like, it's a bigger issue it's a bigger issue but if it's just i'm glad you brought that up if it's the one person then maybe you need to look at yourself and be like hey what can i do better right my understanding is like it's going to be hey if it works for you know 18 out of 20 people they're probably going to stick with that program or whatever mm-hmm. they're using if you just happen to be struggling reach out to your peers definitely but, you know if it, everybody is like you know 17 out of 20 people are like this This is garbage then uh, i mean maybe you need to that's a different conversation and higher brain can chain consulting yes (laughs) i don't know well you need to bring Um, jim in bring jim in yeah but um as far as processes go i've heard of you know places this is how we've always done it and you're like this is not like that's fine but there is a potentially a better way to do a thing. I think that's the big thing is like, it shuts people down when they hear that because they're not even open to the potential of a, a different process, different software. I think that really deflates people. It's not that it, it will never happen or management. Once again, like it, they just get squashed from the get go. It's like, well, they didn't care. You well, know, and, and I like think you don't give people hope. You have to build and give people hope. And that goes on that whole leadership topic. I think, you know, I worked at a small city where I was an army of one, um, one square dude, mile shout city. Shout out to you once again, dude. You like that guy from up north, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. The smaller, geez. it wasn't a full county, so I didn't have to drive too far. Oh, I mean, there we I, go. Like, shout out to you and that guy, army of ones. 
There you go. Take her bow. Very good. Rambo. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the, you know, when I was there, we did the archaic way. We had Word and Excel. I tried to push for like a Comcade or some type of program like that, but they okay. said the budget wasn't there. Spend thousands of dollars uh, each for one month guy. <laughs> for one guy, and a, you know, thirty active guy. cases. I, yeah. I, they're like, no, it's not worth it. But you go to okay. any larger city, and it makes sense. Um, but if you look back at all of our guests, think about our conversations with Johnny, with yep. Carl from Dallas. Um, all these folks, these these guys were managers, directors at different cities. Um, big and small. And the first thing they always talked about was they got into that role and they said, what do I need to fix? They said, let's get tech, cameras, printers, and they changed the efficiency. Something. They're just trying to move forward. Moving it forward. But then you Moving get it, ones yeah. like this guy I heard about last week that, oh, we've done it this way for 30 years. So that's why we were still keeping to it. Even though the budget's there. You know, How the big team, was their budget? Did you say? Did you want to say? Did you no, I don't know. What, I, I'm just going to say that it's a, it is a well-off city that budget will not be an oh, issue for a piece of okay, uh, software. Okay, yeah, that's what you said. I, I yeah. forgot. I didn't recall if you put a number on it oh, or not. But. It's just, and that, that that's crazy that it's not a money issue. It's not a political issue. It's a management mm. decision that, hey, that's hard. we've always done it this way. Yeah. And part of that. Yeah. And to go away from like the tech and like that part of it, documentation is a big part of it. It's kind of yep. included in that, but um, you know, photos, notes. I mean, I still use post-it notes a lot of time, like stickies. Oh, me too. Because, because of how our process is set up and like, you know, like I said, we're transitioning to Tyler, so we'll see how that goes. But um, I mean, sticky notes are great. And, and everybody, some people still like to do that. Stick them on their dash. They put them on their windshield, whatever. It's just a reminder like, Oh yeah, I have to put that case note in when I get back to the office tomorrow morning or whatever. So, um, documentation is a big part of it, but ownership in the case. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely guilty. Sometimes I get on the field. I'm like, okay, cool. Oh crap. My battery's dead. <laughs> Damn. You know what I mean? It's like, so now you're like using your work cell phone and then trying right. to, or whatever you have to like, okay, now I have to go back tomorrow. Cause it's got the timestamp on it. Put the battery back in. I don't know. It's a mess. We're all guilty of that sometimes. And I don't care about throwing myself on the bus. That stuff does happen. Hey, you know, we're all, Hey, we're, we all have to deal with that stuff. It's so it's, funny. It's like, I hate it though. It's like, it almost like you go out there and convenience. Like, Damn it. You're like, they didn't have my battery or what is it? What, what's the other one? The, um, I know a lot of people, I haven't had this one in particular happen to me cause I'm pretty good about like cleaning out photos and stuff, but after they're saved, um, the SD cards full. How many people oh, yeah. have you like come across and they're like, Oh no, <laughs> unable to take image. No, you're out there no ready to take the picture. It says right. full. And then now you're scrolling through those little boxes on your crappy camera or whatever, like trying to delete what photos you're like, okay, did I save the hand? Did I not? Did I, oh my God. It's just a mess. Yeah. Make sure your equipment's good. When yeah. you go <laughs> it's so funny. Dude. <laughs> I was going to ask you, you know, on this kind of uh, recap of this whole thing with, um, wow, you're the Hulk. You mean like that? Okay, go ahead. That's our advertisement right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think, you know, what do, what would you say, uh, an honest, you know, opinion to a, a okay. brand new code officer? Uh, say you just got a new coworker that they just hired, has no code experience, might have okay. the certs, but has no code experience day one with, you know, with you on the, in the office. What, what, what kind of tip would you give them to be successful with case management? going into their career 
with case management on how they would need to be successful going into their career, 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 um, man, I, for me, it would, I, regardless of your system you have or whatever, it would just be the documentation part. Find out what works for you. Um, like little things we've talked about, just if you have the flexibility in your organization where it's like, I don't have to wear my camera on my duty belt on the right side because I know once again, some places are like that. Hey, they yeah. want everybody to look the same and you got to work around that. But uh, just find out like the routine process that works for you. Hey, my camera goes here every day. Don't be like me. Like, hey, forget to put the battery in it. But like just, hey, I take my pictures first and then I jot down on my notepad around the corner of what I saw. I know mm -hmm. some people that would just take pictures and they were really good at finding violations just off their picture. They recalled, mm. you know, they didn't really take any notes. They would go back, download their pictures, have their picture printed in front of them or whatever, and then type in their case notes. Be like, oh, yeah, they're, they're missing the address numbers or whatever. Interesting. Um, just find out what works for you and don't be afraid to try different things. To Like, don't get so stuck on like, oh, I think this works best for me. Like, just be open to um, doing something different. You know, maybe I write down my stuff first and then take my photos. Mm-hmm. Maybe I like using my the stupid thing is like, I like taking the photo with my left hand to keep my right hand open, True, you know, for my pen or pepper spray or whatever. You right. know, I always put it in my left pocket. My Like that sounds kind of dumb to people, but it's, it's those little things where you're not just like fumbling around because you're new and you're already nervous about, Oh God, is that a violation or not? What do I do? Oh, like, I don't remember. And you like trying to do flashcards or some crap you made in your car around the corner in some alley behind a commercial building. You're like, Oh, like some Rolodex thing. Like, forget all that. You're already going to be freaking out anyways. Just come up with a process, something that you can control. Mm -hmm. And then just understand you're going to make mistakes. Be humble with it. Talk to your peers. Like those, that's what I would tell people. Like all the code stuff you'll learn, but anything you can do in your control is just going to make it so much easier for you. I mean, it's like, I remember starting out, it was like, I don't know what I'm looking at. Right. But I knew, I knew if I could like control, you know, having my pens, having like my stuff I needed, like it would just make it easier. I'm not like talking to a property owner. They happen to come out and startle you and you're like dropping your pens and your mm -hmm. flashcards all over the ground. <laughs> You know, just control what you can control. Everything will work itself out. Just do what you need to do. You're not going to know everything day one. It's not going to happen. You're not going to know everything ever. So, I mean, what do you think? What would you tell somebody? Like, well, I would say, I mean, beyond your your great advice too of just being organized and getting you know a, a routine down for yourself, so you're not flustered, um, is with case management, I think it's finding that groove of what works for you. And I've met yes. people that it's the post-it notes, it's the outlook calendar. Um, I usually worked really well with the program itself on running what my, my hit list was, but find what works for you because I'm just going to forewarn people is, uh, in my honest opinion and my experience is if you don't figure out a way to manage cases in an effective way and cases take a long time to get resolved mm -hmm. or they fall through the cracks because you're not managing them, the complaints are going to creep back in. So now you're going to get frustrated neighbors that yep. keep calling saying nothing's being done. And now you got management looking, you could have a director or even a city yeah. manager looking at why, why is this falling through the cracks? Why are the neighbors so mad that for six months <laughs> the weeds have not been cut? 
it's right. be, oh, it's because I wasn't paying attention to my deadlines or right. I forgot to send out a notice. And so I think yeah. that's the biggest tip is to avoid those issues and complaints is just start from ground one. It's just as yeah. you start the job, figure out a way to manage your time and keep organized and you'll be successful. Yeah. yeah is it a process issue? Or is it a you issue? Yeah. You know, because if you are following up on cases and documenting and, you know, putting notes in, oh, I talked to the owner, I give him a two week extension or whatever, you know, so even if a complaint does come in, it's documented, you, know, you can go to your supervisor and be like, well, you know, that's fine. If you're still getting complaints, like I'm actively working on this case. I actually just got off the phone with the owner. Um, exactly. You know, they said this happened and that's it. And then you, you just know, this is what I tell like properties I have cases on owners, tenants, whatever, like just, I need you. This is what I, I need you to communicate with me. So I'm just kept in the loop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I've issued this violation. We can see this violation exists, this nuisance. I'm going to work with you on getting this done. I, it's on you to communicate with me. This is what I tell people. And then like, if you don't, then I can document, Hey, I get my email. They've, I've drove by the property still in violation. I have yet to receive a phone call from this owner. And that's it. That's great. It's like, they, that, I mean, I, so I try to harp that with people because that's really what our job is. If you don't keep me in the loop and the violation is still there, I have nothing to go off of, but the violation is still mm -hmm. there. I have no idea your grandma died. You got in a car wreck that you're trying to sell this property. You're in the process of doing that now. Like I have no freaking idea. Like, please call me. Right. Let me know. Communicate. It, it, communicate with me. So it's just, I, I don't know. No, that's great advice. It's I, like this. I don't know. It's the simplest thing, but people just will not do that. Well, that's the thing that I see the most is I when I get copied on emails and stuff, um, it it's when a code officer doesn't do that follow through, and we get a complaint, and then they don't let the 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 reporting person, the RP, know. Hey, I I went, I started a case, I went by the property, took photos, or I went by, right. and I didn't find anything. But when you leave them high and dry, they're gonna oh, think man. that nobody got it, yeah, and now they're gonna start to escalate their complaint, and so. That's like to your point of just communicating. It doesn't yeah. hurt to send a 30 second email saying, I received your complaint. I went by and I started the case. Bam. Yep. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Especially if that reporting party, if we're talking about that in particular, if they want to call back or they want to be updated on what's going on. Some people anonymous, they don't care. But if True. they're adamant, I'm like, hey, can I have someone call me back and tell me what's going on? That's fine. You know, sir, ma'am, I can't tell you the particulars of this case mm -hmm. because you are not the owner. But what I can tell you is, yes, there are violations of the property and there's an active code enforcement exactly. at this time. But I appreciate your time. If you need anything, this is my name. I'm the case manager for this. I work this area, blah, 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 blah. Have a nice day. Let's go to lunch, whatever. Man, um, and then textbook. that's it. Oh, stop it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a, an officer this. of the year. You need to stop with that right now. I don't want to be hearing this stuff. <laughs> hey, Somebody in this in this room is getting shout outs from the, their city manager. So <laughs> you gonna do this right now? It's not me. <laughs> Whatever. Hey, that's a hey, good that shows you know good on you that the things that you do, um, you have that support. So yeah, kudos, well, good. bro. Yeah, I saw that too, and I was like, okay, this is good or bad. So I don't know what they discussed about me or of <laughs> I think it was good. <laughs> You think it was good? Okay. Yeah, well, I sure. hope so. We'll go with that. You know, I don't want to ruin my you know last day off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, no, we'll go, we'll go with this good. But I think I think we need to continue this conversation. Let's do like a two part thing. 
Yeah, yeah. And let's maybe continue this. If we don't get our guests for next week, let's um, maybe make this a multiple part thing with the case management because yeah, we yeah. really touched on one. what the documentation and uh, technology. I think we can dive more into um, certain, I don't know, what, like certain specifics mm-hmm. of different things. Like, you know, we could even break down what to capture in photos, like what to write down, how to articulate it, report writing. We can even do that if you want. I, I think, think that's great. That, like maybe. a 101. Like, yeah, we'll just, hey, this is what's going on. You know, maybe we can figure out a way to, you know, you and me, I can look at, we, I can share my screen with you and then we'll, uh, yeah, we'll figure this out. Look at pictures like a together. Photo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody else is going to see it, but yeah, maybe we on can YouTube. try to uh, walk this way, you know, walk down the path and show some people some stuff. No, that's a great idea. Yeah, let's do so, a second part. We'll see. We'll do another part. And uh, speaking of YouTube channels, thank you, everybody. We're, I think we're at 13 subscribers now, dude. Like, Woo-hoo. awesome. I mean, Did we're I, not even advertising. I, might <laughs> I put it on our Facebook page, and that's about it. Yeah, I think um, we might need to grow on social media, like some other platforms, I guess. No, but. yeah, we, I'm, I'm working on it. Did I tell you what happened? Did I tell you, like, the analytics part with the YouTube? I don't think so. Talking no. about this with John? Okay. No, no. So I've been putting, if those who don't know, we have a YouTube channel, Code Locker Podcast, um, and we've put clips up of our interviews with the guests, and I mm-hmm. try to put them out, you know, a, a day or two prior to the actual episode coming out on, um, was it Spotify, Apple? Mm-hmm. Um, it's through anchor.fm. You could actually listen to it there if you want, everywhere else. Um, so our clips over the course of weeks get you know 20 views 30 views whatever i put up a short a youtube short on my way to my father-in-law's house at like 5 30 in the morning just telling people to you know drink water and thank you for the support and if you pass out you can't support us you can't like and subscribe to the videos because you're dehydrated and dead um <laughs> what is wrong with you people it had 138 views within like five hours Jeez. and we don't even have that combined with all of the other like eight minute clips we've put up so what? um be expecting more shorts and stuff like that because that was ridiculous so That's thank funny. you everybody who saw that yeah so i think the uh the the short uh market is the way to go for us people don't want to see clips. Like they, they want to say i was like this is ridiculous i was like in my dark car with the light on <laughs> Like, hey, it's hot. Drink water, code family. Hey, thanks a lot for all the support. And remember, if you don't drink water, you'll die, and you can't like our videos or continue supporting us. And that's and an important message. Got a lot of views, right? Yeah, very selfish. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, hey, drink water, and if you don't, that's gonna hurt us. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was great. It was super funny. But yeah, so people can please continue to um, like our podcast, like the YouTube channel, subscribe, hit the bell. I had no idea about like the analytics mm-hmm. and the algorithm. And how much the stuff like comes up or comes into play it's actually pretty interesting to see all the um like stats like the the metrics and stuff like that right like, oh, this is crazy yeah it's a trip it's weird it's crazy yeah so, people get paid it, big bucks to figure oh all that stuff out i know it's crazy Gosh. so you know one that's day, really cool one day so you know thanks everybody for doing that and you yeah know, liking the uh the the short <laughs> i was like what is going on we enjoy the love yeah it was really funny so you know thank you everybody let's see how long this will play for it's like 30 seconds
Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at that audience. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, guys. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> this thing's ridiculous. Get some crowd control. Yes. Oh, cool. Cool, cool, cool. So, anything else you'd like to add before we get out of here? No, it sounds great. I, again, we appreciate all the, the the reviews on the different platforms, the likes, um, comments, just great. Facebook, everything. Yeah. yeah. All of it. And it's great to hear when people say that they've referred it to their coworkers. Uh, yep. We love hearing the feedback. We love hearing the questions or, hey, I tried this at my agency because this was brought up in an episode. Um, just let us know because we want to keep this going and just keep that energy where we can all talk to each other. So thank yeah. you. And it's thank another you. great episode. Yes, sir. All right. Raise up your Arrowhead water bottle. My crushed Sprite can. <laughs> Got to recycle. <laughs> I know. Till next time. Till next time. Thanks for joining us on The Code Locker. Be sure to message us for questions or topics you'd like to hear. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Remember, friend, stay safe out there.